leadership in cybersecurity isn't just about understanding threats. It's about leading a team to navigate them with confidence. At CPF Coaching LLC, we specialize in taking your leadership skills to the next level. With over 15 years in the cybersecurity field, we empower professionals and startups to reach unprecedented heights. Imagine having a personalized coaching experience tailored to your unique career ambitions. From strategic planning to masterful pitch and interview preparations, we're here to guide you through every challenge. Join us for our unique value proposition workshops or dive into our vibrant learning community for continuous skill advancement. Don't just be a part of the industry. Redefine it. Visit cpfcoaching.com for more information. Discover the leader within. Contact CPF Coaching LLC today and schedule your strategic session. Hey, security peeps. We are live with another edition of Breaking into Cybersecurity. I am Renee Small, cybersecurity super recruiter for the month of October, Cybersecurity Awareness Month. I am demystifying cybersecurity for folks not in the industry and also helping leaders hire great talent. I have my favorite people back. First of all, my co-host, Chris Folon. Introduce yourself, sir. <laughs> goes for breaking into cybersecurity where we just celebrated two years um i think just before i went on vacation so it's been an amazing adventure um and then i had um renee holding down the fort while i was gone on vacation for two years uh, yeah. so glad to be it's back it's a week <laughs> 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 Thank you. Uh, see, he still has the drinks in him. He still has the drinks. <laughs> Mary, so our special guest today, and I, before I get to my first and my second here, Mary, please introduce yourself. The awesome, amazing, flawless Mary Galloway. <laughs> I don't know about flawless, but uh, this is uh, Mary Galloway here. Uh, myself. I feel like I'm yelling in the computer. Um, no, you sound good. I'm a senior architect for a casino in Las Vegas by day. I run a nonprofit, the Women's Society of Cyber Jitsu. Um, all the rest of my time during the days and nights, hearts, 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 even while I'm drinking. <laughs> um, I'm happy to be here. I love these this these folks, this lady, this guy, great group of people. Uh, love the show. Love what you all have done, how far you've come. Um, it's just all around. I love it. That is awesome. We love you too. Um, and before we get started, I have I have to shout my favorite people out here. JJ first, Ozzy second. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Derek Liggins and Rashid are tying for third. Tied. That was hilarious. Um, Eric says, good morning, Ozzy. Casino, Vegas, security, awesome combo. Yes. yes. And we're going to have Ozzy on soon. She's coming on soon. This is going to be awesome. So, Mary, I wanted to kick it, kick this one off today really talking about um, honoring you as the CEO of the Women's Society of Cyber Jitsu and all the awesome work that you've been doing over the years, you know, being the CEO, that person in the background, really making all of this stuff happen. And the um, the conference is coming up soon. Chris, are you on the, did you win an award or are you nominated for an award this year? I don't know if Chris is. Um, I know Ken Underhill might be, but I'm not sure. But all of my favorite people are always nominated for awards, I believe. 
Including <laughs> 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 you. Including me. I didn't get one yet. I got to keep, I got to nominate myself. I got to get people to nominate me. I, I need some people with some power here so I can get an award. Um, <laughs> So I am going to kick it off with you, Mary, and let you just talk, talk to us about, you know, your journey to this place, to the Women's Society of Cyber Jutsu, and then um, what the conference is going to be like and the date and all that. So my journey to Cyber Jutsu, wow, that was 2013 um, is, was my first, first uh, interaction with the organization. I had just failed the CISSP. Um, and I was hurt because I had to pay another $600 to take the stupid test <laughs> that I needed to get money. <laughs> In there. And uh, somebody was like, why don't you get in a study group? And I was at the end of a contract down in North Carolina um, where I was working at. And I was like, you know what, let me look in DC and see what's up there, see where I can find a study group. And at the time, meetup.com was kind of a was new. It still wasn't. It was really, really, really new. And I was like, let me just check this out. And I found it. And I said, okay, whatever. It's some group that says cyber jitsu. I don't care. I just want to learn. And I went to the very first workshop or first uh, study group meeting. And we were in this little office in Alexandria, Virginia. And it was like eight of us squished in there and um, going through the questions. And I'm like, oh, I really know this stuff. And so then Lisa was like, hey, we have a workshop coming up. You should probably stay involved, blah, blah, blah. And I went to the few workshops. And at the time, she was forming the actual legal entity of the organization. And she was like, hey, can you be on my board? And I was like, oh, it'll probably be like my sorority board. It's not going to be anything uh, <laughs> flashy or anything big. <laughs> and I here that. I am. Seven years later, <laughs> eight years later. Running the show. Wow. I, I, I didn't know that the organization was seven, eight years old. That's amazing. Yeah. So we actually got started in 2012. Lisa hosted a workshop over, um, I think she said it was Linux and Backtrack or something like that. Because she was trying to find a place where she could learn and get hands on. And a lot of the groups that she had been a part of, um, they either fizzled out or she doesn't feel comfortable asking questions. And so she wanted to do her own thing. And then she she was like, well, I wonder if other people and other women want to do the same thing. And that's kind of how it spun out to almost 3,000 paid members, um, another 4,000 subscribers in our database, you know, 14,000 people across social media, almost 20,000 people across all social medias. Um, actually, it's probably more than that. Uh, it, it's It's come a long way. We've got a great team of folks making it happen. Wow. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know either. I, I never knew the story behind, you know, how it got started. Um, I, I I've never met Lisa. I've heard, you know, I've seen oh, her and all okay. that stuff. Never met Lisa, so we got to get her on here. Yes, um, <laughs> the founder, the guru, um, yeah, the, mastermind. <laughs> the mastermind of it all. That is phenomenal. So, where did the name Women's Society of Cyber Jutsu? Where did that come from? So, Lisa is an artist. She's also Japanese and black. And so jitsu is the art of, and then she just put it with cyber. So she's, you know, she's like the cyber nerd and artist. (laughs) That is very cool. Yeah. So, so cool. Love this. Okay. More shout outs from people. Um, Somebody. Somebody. (laughs) (laughs) I got to figure out who that is. Oh 
Oh man. I, and I have to also tell people how they can change their LinkedIn so that it shows up as um, the name and not their LinkedIn user uh, or not saying LinkedIn user. Claudia says, good morning. Someone else says, hey y'all, Mary is awesome. Eric says, DC is the place to be, you know it. You know it, it is. <laughs> I used to live out there and then I moved to Las Vegas four years ago. I was yes. like, part of the traffic and the snow and the cold. It's going to live out in a, the desert. <laughs> so tell us about that, Mary. So you, I know you transitioned. You were here in, and you talked about this on the last podcast. But for the people who are, A, just joining, and B, whoever here who doesn't happen to know Mary, and I know we all do, everybody everybody at <laughs> Sap Security knows you, but the people who are out there who want to be the next Mary Galloway, Tell them how you broke into the industry, you know, how you got from where you are, you know, pretty quickly um, and how you became this senior security architect. So to be honest with you, um, when I was living in, so my folks are military, we've lived all over the place. Um, but when I was living in, I moved back to Maryland from Tennessee and I had been working as an armed security guard, an assistant manager at a clothing store. I worked in a call center for Singular Wireless, now AT&T, uh, while I was going to school to get my degree in information systems. And um, I was having a really hard time finding a job. And so I took on a bunch of different security roles, physical security roles to get my clearance. Um, but I actually got my first job through my mom, which is funny. She was She had just retired from the Air Force. And she had started working for Accenture and her recruiter was like, yeah, we're looking for folks that are um, like IT tech, that kind of stuff. And so she referred me and um, I took the interview with my first boss then in the car, in the uh, parking lot of Walmart at Dan and Fort Bragg. Because <laughs> we didn't have really good internet at the house. <laughs> awesome. And um he was like, oh, okay, she's really smart. Mind you, I had just started studying for certification. And so I was like answering the questions based on. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's so good about some of these. When you, you know, when you're studying for the third, the one thing I can say when you talk about certifications is that um, sometimes the study piece, it's yeah. not only about the certificate, like getting the, you know, the letters, so to speak, behind your name. Um, it's really the combination, the actual studying, being able to answer the question, like being in the know, like the, the understanding and studying, right. you know, before you actually get the hands on or in parallel with getting the hands on experience. Yeah, it was definitely very helpful. Um, and then I got into the first job as a network engineer and I hated it <laughs> because I, I I was still new and I didn't have a lot of hands-on experience at the time, but I really wanted to get that experience. And I really wanted to dig in and like pull cables and hook up switches and routers and learn, just learn everything. And I wasn't able to do that. And it was really, really, it was with government contracts, obviously, if you don't have your clearance right away, you can't go into the skiff and do actual work. You have to sit like in this on the bench area, I guess you call it. And so for like three months, I was just like, oh, my God, I hate this crap. I don't want to do this. And then I finally get in there and I still can't do stuff. And um, eventually I moved back to North Carolina because my husband was in the Army at the time and got a job doing um, networking stuff, uh, but also information assurance stuff for the Army JWIX network, their high, their high side networks. And that was like my real taste in security stuff, I guess, certification and accreditation. Um, 
And then obviously contract ended. I left, went back to DC um, and got a job with Homeland Security. So I've worked with Homeland Security for a while doing contract work with them. Um, Got my GS-13. And then right before my two-year mark, I was like, yeah, I'm out. (laughs) I can't stay for another year, you know. The administration was changing and things were changing. And um, I said, you know what? I'm going to go help build a vulnerability management program in Las Vegas. And that's what I came out here to do. And that role pushed me into an architect role because I had expressed to my boss and his boss that I wanted to be a CISO. And my boss's boss started off in architecture before he became the CISO at multiple different companies. And so, um, it was recommended that I go that route. I had no clue. Uh, I was just like, I'm good as an engineer. I don't, <laughs> how can I get from engineer to, to boss? <laughs> and right. That's kind of how I ended up in this role. And the way we do architecture is a little bit different than product companies or some of the other companies because our, our customer is just the casino. We don't have multiple customers all around. So we get to deal with a lot of different vendors and we architect from more of a high level still have to have the technical side, but from that high level perspective of how is this going to save us money and bring us revenue? So I I think that that form of thinking is critical. Um, And a lot of people don't think about it in that way, how to save money and how to enable the business. It's not about being super secure because you could be so secure that you make the business unfunctional and you're not going to like you for that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Especially in a casino, like our bread and butter is being open and having availability to slots and tables and all of this stuff in the casino. And so if, if that's not available, we're not making any money. What was the, what's the experience been like just transitioning into a casino type environment from being in like, you know, contract, government contracting and all the things that you did beforehand. I can, I can only imagine what that experience has been like, like the differences. Very different. Um, The bottom line is different for one, you know, with the government, it's, typically like national security, protect our secrets. And here it's the same kind of like protect the secrets, but our main concern is keeping the lights on so that our stakeholders and the folks that are making money can make that money still. Um, It introduced me to a whole world of just different stuff like industrial control systems and just understanding how those things work. You know, when I, yeah, cybersecurity is everywhere, right? But I didn't even think that there was whole departments of people in the casinos doing cybersecurity stuff. I figured it was just the IT people. There wasn't a whole separate department. And um, we have a pretty decent global team. And so it, it's it been different. You get to travel a lot overseas to Singapore. I love that place. I want to move there if I can. Um, <laughs> and to Macau. They're both beautiful, beautiful places. Uh, typically places you can't go if you work for the government. <laughs> You have to like let them know, hey, I'm going to blah blah blah. (laughs) Um, But it it caused me to realize that I won't go back to the government unless there's a really really good opportunity for me to come back. There's a lot more money. There's a lot more flexibility. There's a lot more a lot more growth opportunities out here than on the government side. And when you say out here, you mean in in the private sector. In the private sector, yeah. Well, and well, on the West Coast too. It's kind of expensive in California. Vegas, not so much. 
Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of companies, but the number of cyber professionals, like actual cyber professionals is still pretty low for out right. here. Um, but I love it. I wouldn't trade it for anything. <laughs> you say that um, your time in the government exposed you to um, the art of the possible or some of the high tech stuff that are national security stuff that a lot of people wouldn't dream of working on and that allowed you to look at your private sector experience differently? Um, so I didn't really get to do a lot of the cool stuff that like the CIA or the NSA or all those people get to do. <laughs> you were in Homeland Security. We thought you were doing something. Well, something I, worked at, back there. I worked at U.S. CERT. Part of Homeland okay. Security. So that was what we did there. Um, we managed the IDS and the IPS for the government. However, where those devices set at an organization was typically outside of their own security tools. So we didn't even get to see a lot of the stuff that they got to see. Um, mm. We weren't inside of their networks like that. And so um, a lot of times we just saw a lot of junk. Um, there were some times where we actually saw like active attacks happening on some of the smaller agencies that don't have an IT department. And, you know, you let them know and they couldn't do anything about it. But um, I saw a lot of and I'm not going to bash the government, but I saw a lot of potential that was never tapped into in there. People kind of get comfortable. They kind of just kind of chill out. They don't really want to move around um, or they're not given the opportunity to move around. Uh and so that was one of the things too. I want to. I want to know that there's possibility for me to progress and move, and not have to be stuck behind paperwork and you know somebody's ego or attitude or any of that kind of stuff. Top secret clearance is a double-edged sword. <laughs> yeah, a couple of comments coming through. Yeah, yes. look at the leader. Leader in her um, looking to develop and grow talent without even thinking about it. <laughs> hey. Yeah. I, I don't want to do this forever. Like I want, <laughs> I want to train others to come and do this so that I can sit back and watch them be awesome. <laughs> you could be in the back pulling the strings. Eric oh, said, <laughs> Eric said the top secret clearance is a double edged sword on that. I certainly agree, especially at vacation time. So for those that don't know, if you have a top secret clear- clearance in the government and you know, you might have to, vet where you go on vacation yeah uh, i don't miss those days <laughs> yeah. eric says raw skills really reveal true talent talent is revealed by creativity persistence and passion i agree with and that danielle says good morning chris is back yay <laughs> danielle you didn't like me by myself <laughs> I'm teasing. Um, Macman says uh, for YouTube, the journey is always the most inspiring thing to hear about an infosec person. Not all hands are equal. So so true. Oh wait, we're streaming on YouTube too. Yeah, yeah we're streaming everywhere. <laughs> we're about to be everywhere. I'm taking tips from Gary V. <laughs> Would you say that you're? Um, your desire to grow people uh, is one of the main reasons that you've stayed in the um, the Women First Cyber Jiu-Jitsu program and um, helping women get into the industry as well? Yeah, definitely. There's been plenty of times where I've wanted to, and I tell all of our team this, I'm like, y'all, I want to quit today. I'm like, 
so tired. I'm stressed out. You know, I'm getting all these messages from people talking about something I'm not doing. And then somebody will send a message and say, oh, my God, you helped me do X, Y, Z. And it's just like, OK, this this is the reason that we do this for these people right here, the ones that, you know, are successful from whatever it is that we we tell them or show them or expose them to. Um, that's that's always and will continue to be one of the driving factors. Um, because for the longest time, we were, we're all volunteers. Um, and so this year, the board finally agreed to a stipend, but it's not enough to for me to say, okay, I'm going to quit my job and go do this full time, right? Um, the fact that we're helping so many women and men um, and girls figure out their way, figure out their path, giving them a community, that's that's why it's hard to walk away. <laughs> yeah. So, well, so talk a little more about the services that, that you offer. So we do um, hands-on training. Uh, and actually, we have a workshop this weekend tomorrow. Well, it's full now, but we do hands-on cybersecurity training um, and penetration testing, digital forensics, uh, programming languages. We also do core skills training, so resumes. Um, Renee was on our conference in June. She was tearing my resume all up. <laughs> I did. I had the pleasure of doing Mary's resume. That was fun. <laughs> so we, we bring folks from the industry and the community in um, to do webinars and to just talk about their journeys and give tips and tricks. Um, we'll bring companies and sponsors in to talk about um, not necessarily their products, but how to gain the skills that their products are Supporting, so we don't like to do the vendor pitch thing because pe our people are not going to purchase your product. Period. Um, we also go to conferences together, so we typically have booths at all of the conferences, all the big ones, all the regional ones when we can. Um, it's basically a community. We have a really robust website, a really robust Slack channel, um, and people in the Slack channel. If you have a question, people are quick to help you answer it, give you information, and it's it's really a community. We call it the Cyber Jitsu Tribe. Um, because that's essentially what it is. You know, we, it's informal mentoring. Um, I've got like four mentors and I don't even think they know it, but you know, they, they help me get through stuff. And so we pay this back. LinkedIn user, yes, that must be Vicky. We have a CPF. Yes, Vicky. <laughs> <laughs> this is Vicky chiming in. Yeah. Vicky Gatewood, yes. Vicki Gatewood is our Jacksonville chapter lead, and they're hosting a CTF on the 17th. Uh, you can go to the website, womenscyberjitsu.org, and um, register there. See all the cool stuff that we do, all the cool people we interact with, hang out with. Um, hi, Tyrone. <laughs> <laughs> Tyrone is here. Danielle says again, oh, well, okay, Danielle, you cleaned it up, girl, because it was going to be <laughs> is awesome on her own, but the duo is dynamic. <laughs> All right, Danielle, you back on my good side. <laughs> That's funny. So she says, where do I sign up? So Mary just gave you the guys the website. Uh, actually, you. here it is. <laughs> Vicky, Vicky's on the case. Womencyberjutsu.org forward slash join. And we'll make sure to put that in. We'll make sure to put that in the comments afterwards, too. Um, but Tyrone, hey Tyrone, I haven't seen him in a while. Renee and Chris, hey there. Mary, glad to see you doing your thing still and helping train the next generation. Always. That's, yes. that's how we get better. We have to continuously, you know, pass the knowledge down and 
just encourage people to step into, you know, their calling and to step, take risks and just jump out there. Right. Cause the industry is not going to hold your hand. <laughs> so no. you have to step out there and just take that chance. So Mary, when you're, I mean, you're in a great position because you're training, you're on the ground, you see the kids, you know, the young people, you have something yeah. for young girls, you have something for women, you know, tr- just trying to get into the industry and then obviously growth and leadership and all of that. So as a leader yourself, when you're looking to hire and bring in people, you know, what are some of the things that you look for that are important to you um, when you're looking to bring in talent? Um, so at least for the nonprofit side of things, so I don't really do hiring at work, but um, I look for folks that have a passion for whatever it is that we're, what, if I'm hiring a volunteer, bringing a volunteer on to like run the webinars, I, I'm looking for passion to want to learn and to meet people, right? Um, I need to know that you've taken initiative. And I can tell that from some of the stories that you talk about. Um, am I looking for technical skills? Hmm. Depends on the job, but not necessarily because those can be taught, right? I need to know that, I need to know how you think and where your mind is at, um, how you manage your time, how you work under pressure. Um, if we have a deadline coming up, how 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 do you operate in those kind of conditions? That's what I'm looking for. More stuff that's hard to put on paper, but can be easy to articulate. And then the technical stuff is uh, second to that, I think, for me, at least. Yeah. And as a hiring manager, I'd say like a lot of those things correlate to what someone would look for when they're hiring someone for a paid role. Because um, like you said, the the technical can be taught. You're looking for a foundation that that you have a, a solid experience in those areas, but the specifics is something that you can teach someone, a specific right. tool, a specific process that your organization's right. using, but you're looking for the candidate to have a, a solid foundation. And oftentimes the soft skills um, are <laughs> the hardest to teach. Exactly. <laughs> it, it's true. It is the hardest to teach. Um, a couple more comments here. So JJ says, there is nothing more refreshing than seeing community collaboration better together. Hashtag. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes, sir. Um, so Vicky left off the S in Women's, women's Society of Cyber Jutsu. Um, and Vicky, I will make sure to post the, the, the actual... Um, website in the comment comments and in the um in the update and then Ozzy agrees with JJ in terms of community collaboration because you all are right like it's nothing like having a community of people to get together like this like you know I'm joking around with Danielle but this this podcast would not happen without Chris like you know being able to do it together and learn together and grow and um, and all of that and be a part of the community. And, and it's just, it wouldn't be the same without him. It wouldn't yeah. be the same without you. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I would add to that, that we, we each bring different things to it. And I think that's what makes it the best is that you, you bring your diverse point of views. I bring my diverse point of views. And without that, like, it wouldn't be the same. Um, right. And I think that's what, communities like women's cyber jitsu 
really help bring out in their members is that by having um, volunteers, uh, members from different different backgrounds, different communities, they can help mm -hmm. um, strengthen each other and highlight different things that they learn from their background to help others learn and grow. Yeah, we, we're always, whenever I'm look, I, we have a lot of volunteers and whenever I do the big photo of all of the volunteers, I'm just in awe at the amount of diversity I see just in our volunteer force. And, and it's just like, wow. And the, what, the way we work too is if you have an idea, bring it to the table because more than likely we haven't thought of it and it's probably something that's going to be beneficial to the organization. So we're always, always open to collaboration. We're open to folks coming with the ideas. My only caveat with that is if you come with an idea, be prepared to be the lead on that idea. Holland <laughs> 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 I'll help you. Well, you know, the team will help you, but just know you're going to be actively engaged in that idea as well, right? Because entrepreneurship. Exactly. This is your thing. You, you came up with this. Let's figure out how to implement it and how to add it to your resume and get that notoriety for it. Because guess what? I don't want to take credit for your what you came up with. And yeah. that's one thing that we always focus on. I love that because, you know, this is what we talk about all the time on here and the leaders, A, the passion, B, whatever you're doing, blogging about it, vlogging about it. Um, and um, I had a guest on a few days ago who I, he coined the term and we, we fought about who's going to TM it. But he, he said, weaponize social media for your career. Oh, and I, mean, I like that. I know. I was like, I'm feeling that one. <laughs> Shaylin in down and um, he's in South Africa, and he has this fifteen thousand person member Facebook group, and we talked about that. And he grew it kind of the same way, um, the same way Lisa started this. He was yeah, in Cisco class wanted to looking for people to get together with, um, and ended up growing growing this thing. And now has 15,000 members in there. And, you know, it's just one big community. And so yes. we talked about that. And it's so, so important. Um, you know, it's so important that people realize because it's, it's just, A, so much more fun studying, learning, study groups, all that stuff. Yeah. And just learning and growing together in terms of the community. Definitely. So. Mary, we're at the 29 minute mark. Do you have, do you need sponsors? What do you need? How can we help with the um, the conference, the organization? What do you need from us? Um, we always need sponsors. Um, we're, we're volunteer run. We, we do have a membership base, um, but for us to continue to be effective and efficient, we, we always need sponsors for things. Uh, we do have our seventh annual Cyber Jitsu Awards coming up on October 30th. Uh, this has been a, and I'm really sad we couldn't do it in person because we always just love to get together. I think, did you come last year, Renee, when it was here I in did. Vegas? No. Always, we were at the um, eSports Arena at Luxor, and it was freaking amazing to have our logo up on that big screen um, for the night and to recognize all of the awesome uh, volunteers and nominees and winners. Um, so this one is October 30th. It starts at five on the East Coast, I believe. Um, there is a $5 donation request on it. Um, if you're a member, it's free. Uh, 
obviously COVID's been affecting all the nonprofits with funding and getting money and things like that. And so it's another way to give back. It'll be about an hour and 20 minutes of recognizing some awesome people. We have our new award category, Cyber Champion, for the guys. We typically will give guys awards anyway, but we wanted to give people the opportunity to, to let us know who else out there in the industry is doing um, some really good stuff. And it should be a lot of fun, I think. So come on. It's on the website. Check us out. Uh, follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Insta, Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> I had to think about that. Do we do <laughs> we're everywhere. <laughs> like where we're going to be. <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> um, okay. And we need teachers, instructors to come and okay. do workshops for us. Um, our workshops are 90% hands-on um, and typically go for three to four hours. Um, if you want to do something shorter, that's fine. Um, but we've always just done them for that amount of time because we would usually provide food and things like that. Um, so if you want to teach something about cloud, about AI, about, um, we've been trying to get with Baypath for a long time, Danielle, <laughs> they've been around, we've been talking to them since we started. Sorry, I saw the comment. No, um, Danielle says connect with Baypath University. They just did a cybersecurity summit today. Your, your organization would make a great partner. We've been we've been trying to make that connection for like seven years. Like it's been back and forth. <laughs> so there we go. Uh, we we put out a call to the socials and hopefully there we uh, go. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got a few members of Cyber Jitsu. Um, yeah. We don't discriminate. <laughs> men focus is just on women. But yeah. <laughs> so come yeah. on, if you want to teach something on policy or. Honestly, any domain in cybersecurity, our members will benefit from it. Um, they love to learn. They love competitions. They love all of that stuff. Oh, cyber cyber carnival games, cyber games carnival is happening right now. Um, if you go to cybercarnival.com, I think, or just Google cyber carnival, I did share it on my Instagram or my LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. It's a month long. Um, cyber games event with a bunch of different uh, gaming platforms, uh, prizes, watch parties. You can watch people play the games and things like that. So take a look. It's a lot of fun. Our event's on the 26th with Sands. So if you want to participate in that, you can. You can win an Apple Watch. Not sure which version, but you can win an Apple Watch. (laughs) (laughs) It will be fun. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So Mary, thank you again for showing up, folks, for being such an amazing guest and such an amazing person. Um, And like I said earlier, we just wanted to um, really showcase the awesome work that you've been doing. Your volunteer work is probably, goodness, like when do you sleep? I I try. I have a like. I own a business too. Like I just started my own personal business too. So what kind of business? Okay, one minute uh, on the business. Business. So A and M Strategies. Um, we do real estate. We do cybersecurity training. We do bookkeeping. Wow. Um, so and I got my bookkeeping experience from working at the nonprofit. So I was like, you know, what? Awesome. they're helping other people get their stuff together. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Awesome. 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 Um. Teresa Allison, everybody's here. Hey, Teresa. She says, hey, Renee and Mary. I know. Where you been? (laughs) (laughs) 
busy too. <laughs> Everybody is busy. So for the people who are listening, who are like, who are these people that we're shouting out? This, this is the love that you get when you break into cybersecurity and you come and be a part of our little family. Everybody, we just love each other. Um, but I wanted to wrap it. We're at the 35 minute mark. Everybody go to, I will put the website up um tyrone is asking about the cyber carnival we will split up tyrone's is it the the cyber carnival is here um but i will put all of that in the updated notes um check out the women's society of cyber jutsu's conference and the um award ceremony it's always amazing and mary thank you again for being here and um this little fun audience. Thank you all for chiming in. Y'all are so much fun. You, you yeah, make it what it is, right? It's like guests. <laughs> it's audience. awesome. The audience is like the guests. It's like you know, I gotta start bringing people up. Get, getting giving people the link. Like pop in and be a part, right. of, part of the be a part of the show. Okay, awesome guys. We'll have a great um, Friday. Yes. Tomorrow we got Justin Jones back. He's doing more um, resume hacks and all that good stuff. So 31 days, 31 surprise guests for the month of October Cybersecurity Awareness Month. So um, see you tomorrow for whoever wants to be here. See ya. Thanks for having me. Bye, everybody. In the rapidly evolving world of cybersecurity, your business needs a guide that's as dynamic as the threats you face. CPF Coaching LLC delivers unparalleled expertise to elevate your cybersecurity startup or business with a decade and a half of specialized experience. We're not just advisors, we're your strategic partners in growth and risk mitigation. Our tailored advisory services range from immediate hourly guidance to comprehensive three or six month packages, all supported with encrypted messaging for real-time assistance. For more information, cpfcoaching.com is your destination. Forge a path to success and distinction in the cybersecurity landscape. Connect with CPF Coaching LLC today and secure your business's future.